I am Douglas Little, founder, perfumer, and creative director for Heretic Perfume. You are listening to the I Am Heretic podcast. These podcasts are an exploration of the senses with a focus on fragrance, how it's made, the effects it has, and the incredible people it has led me to meet. I am thrilled today to be joined by the mystical and magical Monica Brand. Monica is an astrologer and an artist who I've been working with for quite a few years. And we've been having so many requests for a lot of information regarding astrology and fragrance. And so I thought that for today's podcast, it would be really fun to have uh, you tell our listeners about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Douglas. I'm very excited. So I am an astrologer and I'm also a creative director. And I've been in love with astrology since I was 15 years old when I got gifted a natal chart reading. My my sister just gave me this tape of one hour long of this amazing astrologer describing me and describing my nature, my gifts, my talents without even knowing me. And that sort of planted a seed of curiosity and, and just realization that there is a vocabulary out there that is able to look into somebody without even having contact with them. Do you feel that fragrances can influence an astrological sign? Yeah, absolutely. I think more than the sign, it's the planet that rules the sign, is the one that carries the information that, you know, that provides that connection with the smell. For instance, Jupiter, which is the sign, uh, the planet that rules Sagittarius, it's, it's a planet that is connected with foreign lands and everything that is exotic. So, you know, every time I think about Jupiter, I think about the markets, like a Moroccan market, for example, and all the spices that you might smell or the incense the you know the frankincense the mirror all all of that exotic exotic landscape you know that comes from the smell that's kind of like the jupiter thing or for example venus which rules libra and taurus is more about the flowers because it's it's the springtime it's that moment of of the flowers blossoming and coming into you know with the breeze of the air so each planet has a different sort of landscape and you know it, it smell is one aspect of that and is it fairly easy for someone to you know get on a google search and um and to type in their astrological sign and to understand what planet they're ruled by yeah absolutely you look for um sign rulerships or planet planet rulerships and that would say i could i could go over it very 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 quickly if you want. Yeah, let's do for, it. Yeah, so uh, Aries is ruled by Mars, Taurus by Venus, Gemini by Mercury, Cancer by the Moon, Leo by the Sun, Virgo, Mercury, um, Libra, Venus, Scorpio is Pluto. In traditional astrology, is Mars. So, you know, you could utilize the two planets. Sagittarius is Jupiter, Capricorn is Saturn, Aquarius is um, Uranus or Saturn in traditional astrology, and Pisces is Neptune or Jupiter for traditional astrology. So, you know, you can look into those planets and the character, the, what 
what sort of the the energy that they have and you will be able to understand much better your own time. So that's fascinating. So with the planets, what else will the planets inform about the particular sign? Everything. I try to look at the planets as if they were people, right? I mean, the, in ancient astrology, they would teach um, astrology with relationship uh, to the gods and goddesses and all these myths because that's the way that they would be able to present examples that were more human, humanly connected to our own vocabulary. So, um, you know, you can tell Mars is the is the planet of war, right? And so it's it's action oriented. It's very masculine. It's our masculine energy, whereas Venus is the planet of love. So it's the goddess. Is how we want to connect, what we desire, what we value. Um, Mercury is the messenger, is the communicator, communicator, is the intellect. Um, the moon is the mother, the nurturing mother, the divine feminine. The sun is the father, is our purpose in life. Um, what else? What else am I missing? And Jupiter is the master, is the is the wise man, and and is the um, is it's like a blessing. It's an angel. You know, it's a little bit of the wise angel that comes and gives you advice or gives you the push you need. Uh, so they all have these sort of um, human qualities, if you wish. And that's the way that you start to threaten all this information to create more meaning for astrology. You know, it's funny. I've heard and I've, you know, I have been studying the occult since I was my dad gave me a pack of tarot cards when I was eight years old. And I, I always said that I never looked back after that. Mm. It was like, uh, you know, being a Scorpio with a Scorpio with a yeah. Libra rising and, and a Scorpio ascendant. It's just, you know, this oh. world of, of mysteries and the occult are so deeply ingrained in who I am as a human and make me so innately curious um, about all of this. But, you know, right. in all of my books about astrology, mm. it, it really does become overwhelming. And I think that the way that you're expressing this, it makes a lot of sense. And it does, I think that contextualizing these, the planets as these kind of human, giving them human aspects, it makes them much more relatable and easier to understand mm -hmm. how they can work into your life. And in relationship to fragrance, these attributes that you're talking about are very easy to break down into different classifications. So, you know, a most the most obvious would be Venus, of course, because of the aspects that you're speaking of about the first days of spring, the, you know, representing flowers. You know, this, of course, is easy to represent within within the okay. world of fragrance. But fragrance is uh, classified into three categories. There being top notes, heart notes and base notes and top notes are very, they're very easy to classify because top notes are always going to be mm -hmm. citruses and spices. So, um, and heart notes usually are going to be florals. Base notes are going to be the kind of exotic resins, the gourmand vanillas, things that exist below the earth and the roots, like these types of, of notes. So you can quickly see that there's a way of contextualizing what you're talking about and breaking down mm -hmm. the concepts of where these notes lie and how they will apply to specific planets. And of course, then back to the sign. Within all of this, I have some exciting news for listeners. Hopefully, Monica, we're saying this now, but hopefully you're going to be working with us on a more regular basis. Yeah. And in our next podcast, and also Monica will be giving some 
astrological knowledge that we'll be sharing with our subscribers online that will be going out in our newsletter. And plus, we'll be doing more of these these podcasts to really get into the nitty gritty of how fragrance and astrology works. Yeah. So, Monica, with where we're at right now from the astrological standpoint of February and it being 2020, mm-hmm. what is what's currently happening astrologically and what are we to expect in relationship to, you know, how mm-hmm. astrology is affecting love and communication and uh, and, you know, all things that are wrapped up into Valentine's Day? Yeah. Well, this year we have a lot of Earth energy because we have Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, and soon we'll have Mars coming into Capricorn, which is an Earth sign. So there's a lot of earthly energy. And um, what we know about the elements in astrology is that we have four elements. is Earth, water, fire, and air. And Earth and water are two elements that go very well together. And this is good to know for compatibility, right? So any Earth sign, which is Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn does very well with any water sign, which is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Why? Because when they get together, they they create fertile soil, right? They create something that you can plant a seed and harvest something out of it. So uh, knowing that we have so much Capricorn energy, so much earthly energy in, in the in the year chart. Um, we know that we need to infuse a little bit of water, and water is the emotions. Um, earth, the element earth, is about the practical mind, the practical physical body, trying to produce things, create things, materialize things, whereas the water is about the emotions and the intuition and the psychic abilities and connecting, connecting more with that area, right? So uh, infusing that into our life is going to create more balance for, for us individually um, for this year because the tendency is going to be to want to get very practical and very um, physical about things. But, you know, we need to infuse a little more water so we can actually uh, materialize things because we all know that earth that is dry only is not going to create anything. So we need to plant yeah and the other two signs the other two elements are fire and air so um, fire is about our creativity our passion our desires and air is about our communication and our intellect so fire and air go very well together as well so if you know if you are a fire um, person uh, which are Aries Leos and Sagittarius you do very well with any air person, which is Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Now, if you want to go a little deeper, it's not only about your sun sign. In fact, if, you know, the sun sign is not as relevant when it comes to relationships. <laughs> it's rather the ascendant, so the, the element of your ascendant, the element of your moon, and the element of your Venus. So if you're able to know these things, then you know what you need, what kind of elements you need to to look for in order to feel more compatible. Meaning if you're rising sign, you said yours was a Libra, right? Mm -hmm. So you are an air rising sign, so you would do great with somebody who's fire. You know, any any, um, Leo energy, they don't necessarily have to be a Leo person, but somebody who kind of has that 
that energy. Could be Leo, could be Aries, could be Sagittarius, because that's your um, your opposite in a way. You feel attracted to that opposite energy. So that's how it works. That's fascinating. It's so interesting. I, I just love it. And again, I love the way that you put it in a, in a way that it's very it's very um, digestible. You know, it doesn't feel like it's unrelatable, which is really interesting. From a cultural standpoint, do you feel that there's any particular? Do you see any reason why people are looking at astrology more than they have in the past? Well, I think we're moving away from the the the. Um the feeling that everything has to be proven in order to make, to, to be valid, right? That scientific era where everything has to be proven scientifically. Um, I, astrology, I can tell you, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know it works. And I, I always tell people, if you are willing to try it, you can see by yourself. I mean, it's something that has to do with the recording of, of uh, facts. You know, you just know that every time the moon is full, something happens to you or every time the moon is in a certain something, something happens to you and and you react in a certain way. And that is a fact, even though there is maybe not a scientific explanation just yet. And I think the new generations are much more open to the um, understanding that something can be can feel true, that can resonate with them even though there might not be a scientific support behind it just until now that we don't know if it's going to come later but uh, i feel like there is more openness in the new generations to to receive that and also there the outlets of the internet have been amazing for so many astrologers to start youtube channels or or you know accounts to let their knowledge come out um, in a way that is beyond the books or beyond the schools. So, you know, it's more, it's much more accessible now than it used to be before. Yeah, I totally agree. How much do you allow astrology to guide or influence your life? Do you make decisions based on uh, planets going in retrograde and et cetera? I do to a certain degree, but I'm not, um, um, I I don't go into many nitpicky details about things. I don't try to consult astrology for every move because you would go crazy if you do that. I just try to follow my instincts and I tell people, you know, it's not it's not always healthy to like look for what astrologers are saying in order for you to react to <laughs> to life. It's I would rather suggest that you know you can keep a journal and it's good to know the moon today is in Leo for example or, or exactly today is in Virgo. So you it's good to know that the moon is in Virgo but pay attention to how you feel when the moon is in Virgo. And if you have a journal and if you keep a journal throughout a year, now you know how you personally um, react to these to these movements of the planets, and that gives you the information that you need. You don't need to rely on somebody telling you, "Oh, the moon is in Virgo. Now you can clean your house." You know, you will realize that today you feel instantly a need to organize yourselves because. The, the moon is in an, in, a, in, a, in an earthly sign that likes to organize, you know, and, and for each person might be slightly different. So, for instance, uh, for somebody who's um, um, a Mercury retrograde, 
can be completely different for somebody than another. Like usually we tend to say, oh, Mercury is retrograde. Uh, everybody's going to be in trouble. The communications are going to be terrible. But for some people, a Mercury in retrograde in Pisces or in Cancer might be an excellent time to reconnect with family, for example, to um, re redecorate the home, to because it's all about redoing things. So it's, it might be a great time to uh, replant uh, something, or uh, you know, it it, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, that thing. And the more that we understand that, and we stop like trying to be so infused by what other people tell us we're supposed to be feeling, the more we reconnect with the initial uh, intention of astrology, which was to recognize how we respond to these planetary movements and, and to take records of them. And so we, we can prepare ourselves. You know, I'll give a quick analogy. So last week I was in San Francisco all week on meetings and towards the latter portion of the week, I really started having so much anxiety and my temper was super short. And I was really like trying to be very aware of like, am I drinking too much coffee? What What's going mm -hmm. on? And I, I decided to dig into a bit of the astrology and there definitely was some crazy planetary things happening for me where there was a lot of... There was a lot of Mars going on. There was a lot of feisty energy for me, especially in my kind of Jupiter areas of business. And I was just really short tempered uh -huh. um, towards the end of it. And so the way for me to work with it was I work with fragrance to counterbalance some of that. So I was working with uh, Holy Water, which is a fragrance that I created that was based around the Holy Festival and works with uh, lots of this beautiful notes of Champa at the heart and notes of Bergamot at the top. The fragrance was designed as a, a love letter to yourself or a love letter to someone else. And I found that by wearing by wearing the holy water in these times that I was feeling this intense kind of anger and um, and really short tempered quality that it, it it actually counterbalanced. And, you know, whether it, it is true mm -hmm. or not, the fact is, is that it changed my relationship with the situation. And I think that that is the most important aspect, you know, even like with what you're talking about with things being retrograde and just being cognizant of it and being aware that these, these mm -hmm. things are mm -hmm. coming into your life and that it's a possibility that this may be happening and you, you have a better, you have a better way of approaching it. And, you know, for me putting that fragrance on and walking out the door, I was having a different conversation about forgiveness and about being open and about recognizing right. that my temper was short for whatever reason. And it just allowed me to enter into conversations with people in a, in a much more forgiving and kind way, which was really good. And luckily, I'm not feeling that way today. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Monica, this has been so eye-opening and really amazing. You're going to be having many conversations with us, which I'm sure listeners are going to be very excited to hear more from you. Um, do you have a fragrance that's really important in your life or some very erotic fragrance memory that you'd like to share with us? I, I was born in Venezuela, which is in South America, and I was I grew up going to the beach and going to this island called Margarita. And I, I just remember the, the smell of the sand 
and the water just at the shore, just sitting there and having that salty mineral smell that really with the sun, it just adds a whole new and maybe the, a little bit of the products that you have in the skin, that sort of combination of things. It's to me, I think, one of the most erotic memories that I have, you know, just to be in that moment of the water joining the earth. It's just um, a beautiful sense of smell. And I tend to remember that every time that I want to calm myself down. Being in the city and surrounded by so much concrete, I just try to connect to that memory uh, visually and, and, and also you know, with all my senses, the mm-hmm. smell, the touch, everything, you know, that to me is the one thing that calms me down, always. And Monica, if uh, listeners wanted to find out more about you, where can they do that? My Instagram account, it's at by Monica Brand. I'm mainly using that. I have also my website, which is by com, and you can see more about me there and read more about it and and see my my reading offerings that I have there but if you want to contact me through Instagram that's also a perfect way well Monica thank you so much for joining us today I'm looking forward to many more of these conversations as we go into the astrology rabbit hole together and its relationship to fragrance and life and oh my gosh really such a pleasure and listeners if you're enjoying this podcast podcast series, please rate us on iTunes or Spotify, and I will look forward to speaking to you all next week.